You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com, back for attempt number three at, at this whole doubleheader thing to try and make up for Monday, because, like, I, it, it's a, it's been a little tough, honestly, like, you know, after after last week and everything that happened then, um, I I don't know. It it kind of just kind of feels like you know. It's like what now? What do I do now that I've done this? You know, um, and especially like when I'm done work and it's like 1 a.m. and I'm like, uh, I can't. So, all right, I'm recording these both early on the off day so that, you know, I I get this out to you because y'all deserve the full complement of episodes from the podcast. So we are going to do our best to get through it and, you know, we'll, we'll have some interesting discussion coming up a little later, um, on today's episodes, but we are going to start with just in an overview of that final game against the Yankees uh, on Wednesday and just in general looking at what happened in that series. So yeah, it was another loss. Shock. But again, um, considering both sides were like just struggling to get anything going pitching wise. And usually if the Blue Jays are struggling to get anything going pitching wise, that means it's a long day for the Blue Jays. But yeah, um, again, like it wasn't a a a complete one-sided affair. The Blue Jays forced the Yankees to walk it off. And yeah, it sucks having a 5-0 lead and losing it. But, you know, again, that was that was a rough outing for Trent Thornton. Like like it was especially that second inning, he threw like 42 pitches in that inning and was just not not able to fool anyone on that New York team and it's what New York is built to do they're built to make pitchers work until they make a mistake and then hammer that pitch over like the short fences that they have in New York because New York is a freaking bandbox of a stadium like seriously I I can hit 
like five home runs in Yankee Stadium. And I just bounce everything into the ground because that that's who I profile as as a hitter. I am the Ryan Goins of slow pitch. So yeah, just um you know, the the fact that these games were all close is in stark contrast to what happened earlier this season. We talked about this yesterday. But I just wanted to hammer at home how different the feeling is with these losses as opposed to the losses that came in May and early June. Um, Like, again, that losing streak against Texas and Minnesota, where they were routinely getting trounced by eight runs, or that, that series against San Diego, where it wasn't even close, except for that final game where they just pounced on the Padres or or that series against Arizona which there's a trend that maybe the NL West is better than we give it credit for but it it just felt it felt a lot more different than those losses just um just having like any kind of hope that the Blue Jays could theoretically win that game like like all those other games there were there was no chance that the blue jays would actually have a shot at it and and you didn't believe it the the games against the yankees you looked at that team like all right they could tie this here and and they did in the top of the ninth they they managed to tie the game even after you know just a, a miserable time trying to get through that Yankees lineup. Like, the fact that they still, again, were fighting. And the fact that it was the youngsters doing it. The fact that Kevin Biggio is coming up with those hits when it's necessary. The fact that Lourdes Gurriel Jr. just torched the Yankees like all series long. Heck, the fact Danny Jansen actually hit yesterday. Can we can we finally give Danny Jansen a shout out for a three for three day with a home run against Paxton? Like if if that helps jumpstart his season, that would be like like remarkable. Cause let's talk let's talk about Danny Jansen. Cause Danny Jansen's been good defensively for the Blue Jays, but because those sort of things don't really show up in a box score, everyone just looks at the sub 200 average, which I mean, newsflash, that's not new for Blue Jays catchers lately. Russell Martin was below 200 last year. Luke Maley is a below 200 hitter. Jared Saltalamakia existed and was batting like oh like oh something so like it's not it it's not like the catcher supposed to provide offensive value but you know Danny had such a good on base percentage that he was kind of expected to at least be able to do that so maybe a day like tomorrow will finally snap him out of the doldrums and he can come back and push that average back up but 
just see, seeing that growth out of the youngsters again is what this season is all about. And the Yankee series did provide that. It it provided that hope again that that had been missing. And you know, moving Kevin Biggio to the top of the lineup where that on base percentage can be used most effectively, like that. That's a dangerous one, two, three now for the Blue Jays with Biggio, Vlad Guerrero Jr., and Lourdes Gurriel. And they're going to have the chance to grow together. And if they can start getting other contributions on a regular basis from guys like Rowdy Telez or Danny Jansen, then... It's only going to bode well for this team. And and again, more more are coming on the way. I mean, they're they're counting the days until Bo Bichette is promoted and joins uh, his fellow Fisher Cats in the major leagues. So there is hope there. And again, that's not something that's been said a lot about the Blue Jays this year. But again, we get the chance to enjoy that. Um, We're going to talk about the main off-the-field storyline for the Blue Jays coming out of that Yankee Stadium series right after this break. But just a reminder, um, NBA free agency is gearing up. Finally, all that talk that happened during the season will become reality. Already starting to see it. Marcus Saul's back in Toronto, picked up his player option, which I mean, that was a freaking formality. Of course, Marcus Saul's going to say yes to 26 million. But if you need the latest takes on NBA free agency, you should be following uh, lockedonnba.net. It condenses all the Locked On Podcast Network hosts into one Twitter feed. So it's an awesome way to get all the latest opinions from all the local experts on the NBA during this crazy season, crazy off season, whatever. I know, I know we're only interested in Kawhi. So keep tabs on Kawhi by following at LockedOnNBA.net. You are Locked On Blue Jays. Your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we're back. So, I didn't talk about this yesterday because I didn't want to. Just plain and simple. Um, but, yeah. Um, the big off-the-field story for the Blue Jays in New York was obviously Marcus Stroman being grilled by the New York media. And, like, what... Okay, so basically, um, Marcus Stroman was asked about pitching in New York. And, like, he, he was very blunt. Just... That's who he is. And he was quoted as saying he was built for the bright lights of New York. Um, however, 
um, like, like it was, it was clear that it was being spun. However, that particular writer wanted to do it. And I'm going to read like the actual quotes that he gave. So Stroman said, I love, I love it. New York's like the Mecca of the world. I love excitement. I love bright lights. I love competition. I love pressure. I've always loved pitching here, even though I haven't always pitched fairly well here. I've always enjoyed it. Yankee lineups are brutal. They're hard to kind of navigate. But yeah, I love the spotlight. The bigger the moment, that's where I've always wanted to be. Now, that's pretty freaking generic. Like, I I can take that a lot of different ways. But the way um, Jake Siner of the Associated Press decided to take it is that Marcus Stroman loves New York and wants to play there and nuts to the Blue Jays. Which is really disingenuous to take those words like that. I mean, first of all, as everyone knows by now, Stroman is from New York. He's from Long Island. He's been a Long Island kid, been following New York teams since he was a child. So, of course, he's going to enjoy pitching there. You always want to pitch in front of your family. Aaron Sanchez turned his finger into like a Jeopardy buzzer for the chance to pitch in front of his family in Anaheim. So, yeah, of course he's going to want to pitch there. Then there are the there are the quotes about, you know, loving excitement, loving bright lights, loving competition, loving pressure. He hasn't had that this year because the Blue Jays have been terrible. And like that's not news. That's been in the media forever. Stroman has made his feelings very clear on that in the media. And to instantly turn turn that kind of quote into like he wants to be he wants to be pitching for the Yankees. Like again, very disingenuous spin on on this issue. And I I I I'm I'm sick of it and and like he's again not saying anything he's like oh he doesn't want to face the Yankees in New York anymore like does anyone want to face that lineup you've seen that lineup it's ridiculous trying to work through it the Blue Jays had to do that for three games in a row and managed to do all right considering how much sheer home run power is there and again, playing in a stadium with a ball that is juiced is is going to result in home runs. And like it was even more dangerous when Mike Stanton, sorry, Giancarlo Stanton didn't just take himself out of it with that slide at third base. So yeah, of course he doesn't want to face the Yankees lineup. Not many pitchers do. But to use that as like, oh, he wants to pitch for the Yankees instead, again, is disingenuous spin. And like, like it's, it's, it's not hard to draw the parallels between how the Toronto media is treating Marcus Stroman and how the Montreal media, media treat, 
traded P.K. Subban before Subban was traded. And it, it draws a line that, honestly, I probably can't speak to myself. It feels disingenuous of me to try and engage that topic. But as an, as an observer, you see those parallels and you're like, how do you not learn from the mistakes of others? How do you not learn the lessons of previous scenarios? Or maybe you just don't want to learn. I don't know. I can't say that for certain, but again, it just kind of ticks me off, especially considering how many people actually want to keep Strowman and how beneficial he is not just on the field but off the field for this team and we'll we'll talk about that later today but again it's it's just frustrating to to see that and i don't know i was just not impressed by the ap write-up on that one and you know Marcus has done a very good job of kind of pushing things aside for now. Like he's shown that maturity and hopefully he continues to do so. And hopefully he will do so in Toronto. Cause again, it, it just, I don't see the reason if you want to be competitive in the future, but I've said that a million times. That's not going to change now. So let's, um, yeah, let's, let's end it there. Let's drop the curtain on it. Um, just a reminder, if you want to get involved with the podcast or just interact with me on whatever I'm on, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at NeoAC18. That's NeoAC18. You can follow the podcast at LockedOnJays on Twitter Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can subscribe to the podcast on Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. All those venues will get you your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk and sometimes double daily, you know, if it's just a rough one. So um, we will be back uh, very shortly with the second episode of today i am i'm putting my foot down it is getting done so until then for everyone here at the locked on podcast network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com i'm aj andrews thank you all so much for listening to today's episode and y'all take care